Salutations, friends, and welcome to another episode of Nerdum and Knowledge. First pick for podcast. Last picked in Dodgeball. I am James. I am Jerry, and today we're here for one of our more popular episode title, the titles, titles, D&D story time. It's story time, folks. Get your blankets out. Get your nice cup of warm, hot chocolate. Yeah. Not uh, hot, hot chocolate, unless no. you really like it hot. Don't burn yourself. Cut up by tongue. the fire. Get comfortable. Yeah. And enjoy. We hope you enjoy. Get you some graham crackers to dunk in. Oh, I like yeah. graham crackers and, and hot marshmallows. chocolate. Yeah. Dude, let's make some s'mores. S'mores! Yes! Yes! S'mores. But first, we have an episode we have to get out of the way. Right. S'mores are coming soon. Yeah. But before we begin this episode <laughs> and get under regular route, we have two special shout-outs that we need to give today. The first uh, is to our good friend, Kayla. Now... Every time we introduce this episode, we always use the uh, the greeting salutations, friends. Now, a lot of people are like, well, where did you come up with that? Well, our friend Kayla, one of her characters was a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Super nice. Super nice, uh, innocent, uh, not aware of all the evils of the world type Naive. person. Naive. Naive. There you go. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. That's 2400 on your SAT, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, w- when she, the very first time we introduced her, her character to the group, she walks in, big grin on her face, salutations, friends, and I stole it. I completely stole it and snatched it away from her, and we've been using it ever since. So, I promised her a shout out for it, so Kayla, thank you. Now, to be clear, folks, we it's not like she can never say it again. We didn't steal it from her. We're just using it as well. Oh, no, I stole it. She can never use it again as trademark copyrighted. <laughs> I'll sue your ass. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We didn't do that. But uh, I'm glad Jerry left me this one. Yes. But uh, we're both going to weigh in on this. Now, folks, a lot of you are not on TikTok. That little, some, Most of you that listen are on TikTok. Some of you may not be. Uh-huh. That's fine. No judgment at all. Seriously. None. none. But uh, there is a listener, a loyal listener of ours who is on TikTok. She is an artist. A good one. A damn good one. Mm-hmm. And uh, she decided to voluntarily do fan art and make a fan art logo for the show. Uh, her name is Born Angel Author. That is her at on TikTok. Yes. Uh, she made the what I feel is quite possibly the best logo for this show that could have ever been made, yeah. bar none. It's fantastic. It's both of our smiling. Much younger, much slimmer faces <laughs> with a lot less wrinkles. The show's logo, the D20 and the stack of books. Um, even the dice are blood spattered. Uh, she's got her names on there. It's colorful. It's fun. Um, it's just, it's fantastic. I saw it and my jaw hit the floor. It was just unbelievable. So at Born Angel Author, thank you so very much. Uh, make sure everybody go give her a follow. She's on TikTok. She's also on Twitter. Yep. At Born Angel Author. She is an author. She has a book out right now. Please go check it out. Um, it is fantastic. And uh, so you all understand, folks, does that mean there's more uh, merch coming? Yes, there is. Because yes, there she's most already, definitely is. She has already sent us the images to use. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, the new Nerddom and Knowledge logo merch will be available soon. Very, very Stay soon. Stay tuned. Keep your eyes open. <laughs> But now, folks, we've got some friends of the podcast. So, we'd like to give a warm welcome to our latest sponsor, Southern Defense Martial Arts, based in Rockingham, North Carolina. They teach Shoren Ryu Karate for discipline and self-defense. If you're looking to get into shape for the new year or to learn how to master the martial arts, give them a try. You can find them online at southernsportkarate.com, soon to be offering instruction on DVDs and online classes. 
I felt a violent urge to do something that it would have been considered racist today. So I hope not. Well, I was going to go. That's not racist. Well, you make that noise in karate. Well, yeah, but some people might take that as racism. I don't think so. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, if you hear that noise and and you picture like you know an Oriental person in your head, that that, hey, that's that's your racism, buddy. That's not our racism. Well, so hiya. What the? What the? <laughs> I don't know. You why. feel better. I feel, you feel better. I feel okay. well, folks. It hasn't been a great day, but you know what? It's getting better. It's yes, looking it is. up. All right. But no, now we need to talk about some friends of the podcast. Of We're going to start with joycongamers.com. Good friend of ours runs that uh show, runs uh-huh. that uh website and uh has a Twitter account. You can find them on Twitter at Joy-Con Gamers. You can find them on Instagram. Yes. Uh-huh. And Facebook. And Facebook at Joy-Con Gamers. That is Joy-Con ga- and www.joycongamers.com where you can find news for gamers by gamers. And where else do you want to get your gaming news? Uh, you don't want to get it from the mailman. No. Your mailman does not play games because he complains because you park your car on the side of the road and it partially blocks the box and he can't get out of his precious truck and deliver your mail, can he? Jerry, this sounds what? a little bit personal. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Like, really? Like, I park on the side of the road. Yes, my driveway is short, and my wife uses it, so I park on the side of the road. Now I'm blocking my box. Me, 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 me. Get out of your truck. <laughs> You're a mailman. Through rain or sleet or snow or partially obscured mailbox. That's your credo. Do it. Do you it. better watch out, Jerry. He might He might actually play WoW. And he I might. he, he might, does, because I'm going to find his ass in a PvP arena, and I'm going to go to town on him. <laughs> you got one coming, buddy. Mark <laughs> Special my delivery, words. motherfucker. Oh, Two-day shipping? No, motherfucker. Instant delivery. <laughs> yeah. Stab, stab, stab. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I got personal for a minute. I apologize. Jesus. So now let's move on to our friends over at Kayla's Boutique, where you can find all kind of clothing for babies and toddlers. So I think Well, you can find all kind of clothing for babies and toddlers. And like we have said many times before, there's a baby boom coming. There is a population explosion. Yes, not an explosion of babies. We covered this last week. <laughs> We're not going to go down that road again. No. But, so, but I mean, there is a very good you know chance you got stuck in the house. Marvin Gaye came on the stereo. He glanced over while your wife was mixing, you know, some some cookie dough, or, or maybe she was bent down reaching into yeah. a lower cabinet or, to you get know, something. Y- your husband was tightening the pipe underneath the sink, and you were like, you know what? It's time to have some fun. And so you did something. And then nine months later, you're like, oh, there's a baby coming, and you're going to need clothing for that baby. Kayla's Boutique is where you need to go. You can find them on Facebook, at Kayla's Boutique, where the selection is unique. That rhymes. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Uh, But, folks, our last shout-out goes to none other than Final Harps. Yes. You can find him on TikTok, at Final Harps. You can find him on www.twitch.tv slash Final Harps. You can find them on YouTube at youtube.com slash Final Harps. Easy for me to say. Uh, But yeah, he uh, live streams on Twitch for those of you that game. I do game. I just don't get to do it as much anymore as I used to. Actually, not at all, but we won't get into that. But uh, he also has a YouTube channel where he does an interview show, which is called The The Final Hour. It's the final hour. You like that harmony? Yeah, that's that was good, good harmony. That's that good was smooth. Stuff. That was smooth. smooth as like sandpaper. Smoother than a fresh jar of Skippy. <laughs> but yeah, he does all sorts of instructional videos for TikTokers, for Twitch gamers, for people who do podcasts, people who do livecasts, people who stream. Uh, yeah, very, very, very wonderful instructor. Uh, he's got a lot of good info out there for you. So folks, check him out. Final Harps. Absolutely. And now... 
we must give special props to our social media czar. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. It's fantastic. It's anger and grit and power. But yes, our social media czar, Matthew Bourne, who is killing it in the meme game, son. Killing it. Straight fire. His meme game, dare I say, is in fuego. Ooh, in espanol. Me gusta. <laughs> that's all that's all the Spanish, I know. <coughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, Matthew, for everything you do. Our our fans love it. We love it. We love you, buddy. Keep doing what you do. Absolutely. Yes. But uh, now it's time, James, for our TikTok shout outs. Uh, yes, it is. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have been changing up the format of trivia. And yeah, we've uh, we had a really good trivia game the other night. Really good round of trivia. How good, you ask? Hold on a minute. And let so me good, make you want to slap your mama. So good that I can't even find my damn sheet. That's pretty good. There it is. We found it. Found it. Okay, so a really well-played round of trivia. Uh, but folks, only one could win. I mean, if we could let you all win, we would, but that would defeat the purpose of having a, a contest. Yeah. It's then it it's not a contest, it's a giveaway. But we're going to get to the giveaway in a minute. But uh, we have a, another repeat winner who is wanting to become the next... Frosty Bacon Soda or Speed is Key. Okay. Dark Wizard Hunter. Ooh, Dark Wizard Hunter back in the mix. Yes, sir. So what did uh, Dark Wizard Hunter and our top gifter? Our top gifter was Pyro the Jackal. Ooh, Pyro the Jackal, friend of the podcast, fan of the show. We appreciate that. Absolutely. Now, what did both of these people win from trivia? Each of them is going to get a I want to spread butter on you and watch it dry shirt. And each of them has the option to be a guest on a future episode. Now, will they or won't they? We don't know yet. It is their option. But congratulations to both of you gentlemen. But we have a couple of special shout outs on top of that. Uh, we have a bonus question that was asked of Scepter, that was asked and answered by Scepter Blue. So Scepter underscore Blue, this shout out is for you. Scepter Blue, well played. Um, but yeah, so, oh, and uh, update. Hopefully here within the next month, folks, we're going to be rolling out a very special segment of the show that we've talked a little bit about, the Soda Fountain, with our very own Frosty Bacon Soda, our reigning, defending, well not defending, but not even reigning, but our most decorated winner. There we go. Most decorated winner. Frosty Bacon Soda is going to get a short segment to where she will be able to talk about pretty much anything she wants. We say pretty much anything because we, we do have to answer to the censors. Am I right, Jerry? We do indeed. So uh, nothing crazy, nothing outlandish. Uh, well, don't do anything we wouldn't do. You've heard the show, so you know that's a very wide berth that we're giving you right there. Yeah, I mean, we're, you're talking about the same People that have talked about spreading butter on Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot. Uh, we queef jokes. Queef jokes do abound. Uh, think we've think we've made a fart joke or two. Yeah, I'd say it's safe bet. <laughs> we've made a fart joke or two. <clears throat> and uh, uh, we've had a couple of people who have uh, pushed the envelope, shall we say? Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, we were talking about uh, breeding in a couple episodes ago. <laughs> And uh, we were talking about uh, stabbing injuries in the horror episode, and our nurse said, don't pull out, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah, that happened. Which has kind of a double entendre type feel. It does, and that shirt is coming. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely coming. Yeah. So yeah, um, very well played round of trivia. Now, a lot of people have asked 
are we going to be doing prizes every time we do trivia? No. A lot of times it's going to be just for a shout out because, uh, folks, these, we are doing this with sponsorship money and out of our own back pockets. And that is not a cue to help. Not at all. No, not at all. We're not requiring that in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but, you know, we do work on a budget and we are working within that budget and we're doing a pretty good job, I think. I would say so. I feel like we're doing good. Yeah. So with that being said, folks, uh, congratulations to our winners. You got your shout outs. Your prizes will be coming in short order. And we'll be waiting to hear about if you if our winners are going to be guests on the show or not. And we certainly hope you will. But now that we're talking about social media, let's go down that rabbit hole, shall we? Let's do it. You can find us on Facebook at Nerd of Knowledge Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Nerd of K. You can follow us on Instagram at Nerd of Knowledge, where we have posts and memes and things. Oh, my. And if you'd like to go visit us at Teespring, you can go search Nerd of Knowledge. You'll find our merch shirts in there and everything. We have masks and mugs and stickers and all kinds of fun stuff. Just go check that out. Uh, you can also go to our webpage, nerdomandknowledge.com, where you can reach us at our brand new address, which is nak at nerdomandknowledge.com. That's N-E-R-D-O-M-A-N-D-K-N-O-W-L-E-D-G-E.com. It's so smooth. It's so good. And he's so good at it. Or you can email us at our old email address, which is nerdomandknowledge at gmail.com. That's N-E-R-D-O-M-A-N-D-K-N-O-W-L-E-D-G-E at gmail.com. Nailed it. He always nails it. And I know there are a lot of you out there are probably listening like, he's going to mess it up one time. No. No, it's never going to happen. You will never get your day in court, my friend. It will never happen. (laughs) World Spelling Bee Champion. I said it. I believed in it so much, I put it on a shirt. Okay? (laughs) Where you, too, can be the World Spelling Bee Champion. Well, not really, but you can wear the shirt that says you are. You can wear the shirt that says you are. You can go around, uh, you know, claiming a false victory. That's fine. But you will never (laughs) defeat him. Remember that. This is the hill upon which I shall die. (laughs) Or if you'd like to support us in a different way, you can go find us on Patreon. James, take it away. All right. I just alluded to it a few minutes ago, folks. We're not asking you. We're not begging you. We're letting you know. If you like the show, if you're a fan, I always make the, I'm going to keep using the reference, folks, because it's the best one I know to say. Disposable income. Yep. And my second favorite one to use. Folks, you go to a local bar. Well, not, not right now, but if some of you can remember when you used to go to a local bar, you go see the band play, you like what you hear, throw a tip in the jar. There you go. Download the Patreon app from the Play Store or iTunes. You can go to patreon.com and you can find us. Search for Nerdman Knowledge. You'll see a video of us there. You'll recognize us immediately, I'm sure. If you want to become a one-time donor, you want to become a regular donor, either way's fine, but you don't have to. But if you want to, there you go. That's how you can support us. And we certainly appreciate it if you do. But now it is time for our first commercial break. Time to lean away. Absolutely. Hey, folks, it's James. And Jerry. From the Nerdman Knowledge Podcast, and we're here to talk to you about IT Services and Networking, LLC. If you need a fresh install or just some upgrades to your existing network, owner-operator Will Clark has got you covered. That's right. You can find them on the web at www.itservicesandnetworking.com or you can reach them by phone at area code 910-461-7145. You won't find a better company to handle your IT needs. No, you won't. And we're back. Did you miss us? I missed us. We missed we. We did. We always do. Somehow we're in the same room together and we still miss each other. It's like a love-hate, love relationship thing. It, it's a wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey kind of thing. It's it weird. really is. I mean, when you've been friends as long as we have, it's just, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But now, my friend... It is time for the Nerd Nest. 
Indeed it is. Seeing as how we are talking about D&D and that sort of thing today in story time, you might be inclined to make your own story, choose your own adventure as it were, and we're not one to assume what role-playing books you have or don't have, are we, James? No, no, not at all. Not, not at, at all. all. So we didn't want to buy you a book you might not have. We wanted to give you the means to buy a book you need, and that's why today... Another $25 Amazon gift card is going into the Nerd Nest. Uh, you can buy a starter book. You can buy a DM book for most games. You, you can buy some buy sweet-ass dice. Some sweet-ass dice. Maybe even some other accessories. Maybe some miniatures. DM screen. Whatever you want. Whatever you need. We're not going to judge you. Yeah. You spend on what you want to. Absolutely. I mean, hey, you can buy it on a sex toy if you want to. But, we don't really care. But you know what, Jerry? Yeah. Where there's a Nerd Nest item, uh huh. there's a keyword. Yes, there is. And this week's keyword is... Advantage. Advantage. Yes, yeah, so you roll with advantage or you roll with disadvantage if you're unlucky like a lot of my characters, but we won't get into that. Or it would be to your advantage to yeah. enter the contest. It would. See what we did there? Yeah. Ah, yeah. ah, ah yeah. We're clever <laughs> fellas, ain't we? Yep. Sometimes. Sometimes we're clever. Jerry's Sometimes. Cl- Jerry's clever all the time. I'm only clever part of the time. Yeah, I don't believe that. He's clever all the time. But in order to enter the contest, you got to enter said keywords. So how do you do that? You go to one of the two email addresses we sent you earlier, or told you about earlier, rather. We didn't send them to you. We could have, though. Maybe from the future. We did, like that movie Tenet. That movie fucked with my head so bad. Oh, man, it's crazy. Oh, but anyway, uh, so you go to that email. You're going to supply the name of the episode, which we'll give you in a little bit. Uh, or you're going to uh, put in episode 38. Or you'll put in the second time you guys talked about D&D. Whatever the case may be. You're going to include that keyword in the text of the email. You're going to send it to one of those two email addresses that we described to you. And when you're done, that's it. You're entered. Now, if you've been a lazy daisy uh, you know, and didn't decide that you wanted to do them all at one time, you can do that too. Go ahead. We don't care. We as don't care. As long as you get the entry in, you are entered in the contest. One email with 38 keywords is 38 entries. Okay? That's the way it works. Now, 38 emails with 38 entries is not 38 times 38 entries. Okay? That's not how no, that works. No, 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 no. It's one entry per episode. Okay? But you can do one email to enter for all 38 episodes. That's fine. If you're a brand new listener, this is your first episode, and you want to go back and do it. Do it. Do it. Just go ahead. But it, it counts. It totally counts. We feel the urge for the nerd nest growing within you. Good. Good. Let the nerd flow through you. Release your emails. Yes. Do it. Yeah, we know. We do terrible palpitating. Yeah, it's not great. Not at all. It's not one of our high points, okay, (coughs) folks? We do what we can. We're we're trying here, folks. We're trying. We're doing it. We're doing it. Okay? We're doing it. You can at least give us a break, okay? We're doing it. Forget about it over here. No, I'm kidding. All right. <laughs> but <laughs> now that Nerd Nest is done, it's time for our second time we lean away from the microphones. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. It's Jerry with my good buddy James here to talk to you about our friends at CBD Essentials. Indeed, Jerry. Our friends at CBD Essentials have graciously agreed to offer our listeners a special discount. Use the promo code NAK15 at checkout to receive 15% off of your total purchase price. And CBD Essentials offers a wide variety of products like gummies, creams, tinctures, oils, even pet treats for your furry friends with joint pain or anxiety issues. Best of all, they offer free shipping on orders over $100 and will ship directly to your door. So give them a try. You won't be disappointed. Find them on the web at CBDEssentialsUSA.com and don't forget to use promo code NAK15 at checkout for that 15% savings. And And we're we're back. back. (laughs) One of these days, we're going to, we're going to, when we finally upgrade our equipment, don't hold your breath. Coming soon. But when we upgrade (laughs) our equipment, we're eventually going to do. 
a live cast on YouTube or Facebook or something. Yep. And we're going to let you all see what we do. Yeah. And you're going to laugh your asses off. Like or you're going to be times. like, those guys are fucking weird. Either yeah. way, we're going to giggle about it. And yeah. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lean to the left. And a quick snap to the right. Well, not quite, but you know, you, you get the idea. You get, you get it. You get it. That was an older reference for some of you uh, older listeners. Sorry if it's telling the age. Apologies. But now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. Fun facts. Fun, fun facts. Super duper fun facts. Because these facts are fun. Yay! Yeah, folks, another edition of Fun Facts, which does not have a sponsor. Yeah. And man, let me tell you something. Uh, we've done D&D Fun Facts so many times we're scraping the bottom They're of the getting barrel hard here, to folks. come by folks <laughs> so we're we're, we're 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 doing it we're finding them but man it's getting hard now i tell That's you what, what folks, she said yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean eventually we may have to bring in some different fun facts if we do a D themed episode <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like, like here's some fun facts about otters <laughs> <laughs> otters why why not yeah i mean we're we can't really do much more we anytime we've done a role playing episode or D&D anytime uh we did uh the episode last week about casting Marvel and Char- DC characters. We had as, to use D and D fun we facts. We had D and D fun facts. Yeah. So we and we've done D and D to story time and regular story time. So D and D fun facts were involved there. Yeah. So we're <laughs> we're 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 almost out, folks. So yeah, you know, so bear if you guys know any ones we haven't come across yet, send us an email. Yeah, if you got a fun fact you want us to use on the show, send it. We'll use yeah, it. We're getting desperate. <laughs> Not gonna lie. But uh, so D and D uses the Vancean system of magic from Jack Vance's novel Dying Earth. Now, if you play D and D, you obviously know what this style of magic is. This is where spells must be prepared and can only be cast once before needing to be recharged. In air quotes. So he actually, I guess, in that book, developed the idea, and then you know, Gary stole it. So. Well, maybe they borrowed it and agreed to it. I'm not sure, but that's the way it works. All right. We told you we told you we were having to reach there, folks. So uh, as a child, yes, we're going back to Gary Gygax's childhood. Yeah. As a child, Gary Gygax and his best friend would sneak out and explore an old abandoned psychiatric hospital at night, which clearly influenced his decision to make a game about exploring dungeons. So first of all, obvious creep factor. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> creep factor times a million. Yeah. Psychiatric hospital. Let's go explore that. Oh, this gives me an idea about a fun game to play. No, you psycho. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so in the 80s, a D&D module called Palace of the Silver Princess, now some of you older players may be familiar with this, was published whose cover depicted a woman tied up with her own hair and surrounded by demons. Now, anybody who knows the controversy over D&D knows why this is a bad idea. Given the undertones from such an image, it was quickly pulled and is almost impossible to find today. In the original print. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Wizards of the Coast, when they first bought D&D, mm-hmm. they actually wanted to play off of the controversy surrounding D&D's, you know, you know the bad things that happen, mm-hmm. you know, the things that are insinuated through their uh, artwork. So they released an expansion book for D&D called the Book of Vile Deeds, or excuse me. the Book, book of Vile Darkness. Book of Vile Darkness, that was it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, when Wizards of the Coast bought, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Jerry. <laughs> Fuck you. I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. Oh, it's good stuff. Uh, Go ahead and w- read the next one, James. All right. Well, <laughs> now, uh, the Book of Vile Darkness, which I was just talking about, and I have not, 
I'm going to admit this, folks. I'm running a little behind this week. I didn't have a chance to get the fun facts compiled. I actually used this as a trivia question this week. So for the second week in a row, Jerry and I have... Great minds, brother. Great minds. Great minds. But yeah, the Book of Vile Darkness. The Book of Vile Darkness covers topics like sexual fetishes, the benefits of human sacrifice, torture, and details for classes like the Cancer Mage. Yeah, Cancer Mage. I don't know what that is. Full disclosure, haven't read anything about it, but that sounds fucking awful. That sounds pretty damn terrible. I'm not going to lie, folks. Yeah. Like, if in order to, you like, use your magic, you have to have cancer, or your magic gives people cancer. Like, I don't know. Either way, it's just a bad book. Either way, it's, 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 pretty, bad, it's pretty fucking terrible. Bad form. <laughs> bad form. Oh, God. All right, so in Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, the Bard class required you to have levels in several other classes before you could take it, which means that Bards used to be incredibly powerful characters. Now... There are people right now that will argue that the Bard, in its current iteration, is a very powerful character. I will agree with you. But beforehand, it was like an epic level class. You had to have other classes, other levels and other classes in order to use it. As a matter of fact, in AD&D 2nd Edition, I think it was, which is technically the third version of D&D, mm -hmm. in the third version of D&D, they finally put it as a subclass under Thief, or a Rogue, yep. the Rogue class. Mm -hmm. So under Rogue, you had Thief and Bard were your yep. options. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Now, the D&D movie, this was another one I used from trivia, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that or not. I did not. Yeah. The D&D movie cost $45 million to make. Now, you heard us talk, allude to this movie before as being a disappointment. We, oh, we've man. mentioned it. Epic. Well, folks, it wasn't just a disappointment to fans. You let the movie makers know because you disappointed them in the theaters. you damn right you did. Rightfully so. Not going to argue with you there. But, um... The movie only made $33 million. Now, I want you to understand this, folks. First of all, it has one, you have one of the Wayan brothers in here. Now, at the time, the Wayan brothers are starting to build their popularity. They're starting to build their name, I yeah, think. Yeah, this was post In Living Color when uh, Keenan Ivory and Damon were super huge. Right. Uh, I believe it came out before Mo Money did when uh, Marlon and Damon started the movie together. Marlon Wayans is the one who's in this movie. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, Marlon Wayans is the one who stars in the movie. Uh, now, he's... He, at the time, he's the lesser known. Now, he's a big name. Yes. Uh, but at the time, he was starting to build that name. Uh, but even his, even the last name Wayans was not enough to help this movie not suffer a $12 million loss. Yeah, and you got to remember, this is back in the 90s. So, like, by today's standards, that's way a lot of money lost. Yeah. Um, not going to lie. Uh, even worse was the critics said it was basically a reworking of the Phantom Menace. That Which is, is another a critically panned film. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, full disclosure here, folks. Um, <clears throat> many critics, and we're not talking about just movie critics. We're talking about uh, gaming critics. We're talking about Star Wars critics. We're talking about people who love these respective genres. Yes, critics of nerd culture itself. Yeah. And they're looking at this movie going, that's the Phantom fucking Menace. What the fuck are you doing? This sucks. Yeah. Didn't end well. No, it was not a good day for anybody, really. Not no. not, not so much. Yeah. Especially not the fans. We lost out twice. <sighs> but we digress. We do. Because now it is time for the main event. Ding, 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 ding. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Nerdom and Knowledge proudly presents to you a critical tale. Yes, not a critical fail, a critical tale. It's D&D &D story time. Ah, you see what we did there? Yeah, we're clever fellas. 
We're, again, sometimes we're yeah, clever. Yeah, no, I'm going to give it to us. We're, we're clever all the damn time. So we uh, have a few of our favorite D&D stories that we'd like to share with you. Yes, we would like to, as, as, as Sean Connery would say if he were here, we'd like to regale you. Yes, we'd like to regale you with a tale. Come sit by the fire and listen. That's a little Diablo for you. <laughs> Hello, my friends. Stay a while and listen. Ah, look at that. Deckard Cain. Gotta love it. Not not my best, but it's not bad. No, it's good. It's a good one. Uh, thank you. So would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Uh, you know what? I'm going to let you go first. Excellent. Okay, so uh, I was requested by our playgroup, the Waffle House fam, uh, to tell you the story, since you were not there, of our uh, last session uh, that we played in my campaign I'm running. So to give you a bit of a backstory, um, I dug deep for this one. And so I went back uh, and got some stuff from like old time, Forgotten Realms, Run, Never Winter Nights, and came across uh, a group of people known as the Jezred Chalson. Now, the Jezred Chalson are a race of half drow, half shadow dragon creatures. And so they are pretty badass. I have forgotten about those. Yeah. So they worship a dragon, uh, well, a Draco Lich, shadow dragon, called uh, uh, Moskul Jezred. Uh, who is a disciple of an even greater great shadow worm called Dargathoth. So that's just giving you a, a, a gr- an idea of what's going on. So these guys know they're up against some big, big bad folks. So what my group decides to do is, in the world that they're in right now, gunpowder is a thing, and so they decide that they are going to make explosive devices. Uh, they have nicknamed these little things boomers. Now, uh, Brittany, uh, who plays a black powder mage, which is a race that you can get, a class rather, in D&D, uh, and for, I think it's from Ernest Arcana or D&D Beyond, not sure. Anyway, it allows you to work magic with black powder. So she creates these little explosive devices. She calls them boomers and you throw them and they do like, uh, like 10 D 10 worth of damage, you know, pretty good. But at the levels they're at, this is just scratching the surface because most creatures have resistance to that kind of stuff anyway. So they end up going up against the anointed blade, who is the top assassin from the Jezreel Chalson. Like, he's the main dude, okay? He's the one you got to take down if you want to get anywhere else. A couple of the other players um, had consumed some blood because if you see a pool of blood laying in the ground, the first thing you think is, eh, I wonder what that tastes like. I see this ending badly. Yeah. And of course, that was, uh, was Kenny and, and Daryl. So they drink that. Uh, so, of course, when they meet up with the Jezred, uh, Chalson's assassin, the Anointed Blade, of course, now he has thrall over them because they consume the blood from his ritual. So he basically is able to command them. They have to make wisdom saves with disadvantage. They both fail. So now he turns them on the rest of the group. So now everybody's fighting against everyone else, and it's brutal. They're bopping each other left and right, throwing spells. There's blood and piss and shit everywhere. And so uh, Cordelia, uh, who is Will's character, uh, is a cleric. And she gets stunned to where she cannot take any actions whatsoever. All she has available to her is a bonus action. What you don't know about Cordelia is, is that uh, she has been carrying around an extremely large boomer, one of those explosive devices, in a backpack, on her back, ready to go off whenever she needs it. So Will, the player, looks at me and says... Is dropping a bonus action? And I had to think for a minute. I was like, yeah, you know what? Dropping is a bonus action. What are you dropping? And he said, myself. So in an underground cavern, uh, that's the action he decides he's going to take. So Britt's character is like, okay, well, I can take three actions in a single turn. I can do action surge and take another three actions. I'm going to light six of my explosive devices and set them off. So now we've got one big bomb, six small bombs, and these guys are in a cavern underground, 
Nowhere to go. No escape whatsoever. Now, full disclosure, as a DM, I had him an out, okay? Because they were not going to be able to beat this guy. It was not going to happen. Um, he was way too powerful. Uh, he's basically like an avatar, you know, of a god. He's not going anywhere. So now we're in a situation where everybody's getting ready to explode. I already had him an out. They weren't going to be able to beat the guy. Um, so I was going to have them being rescued by a deity, one of the uh, patrons of Cordelia. But that was going to be much later after a much longer fight. So they fall. The bombs explode. I have them roll the damage. It was 589 fire damage, okay? Oh! Not counting the, the con- concussive. concussive damage, force damage. Um, all together, the rocks falling on them from the explosion. It was just a clusterfuck of damage. Just so much damage. And so, of course, I had to have the, the god sweep in. And uh, he used some of the magic from the artifact that they had to restore their bodies and put them back together so that the story could continue, you know, but that was not going to be my out, but just that massive amount of damage from some explosive devices that were just supposed to be like, if you get in a pinch, you know, boom, it's an escape route or whatever the case may be. But no, my group is murder hobos. And so that's what they do. (laughs) That is fucking amazing. Yeah, it was great. It was a good story. So it's my turn then. Of course. Uh, I'm going to tell, it has become a very endearing favorite story of mine, but when I went through this, I called bullshit on Jerry for fucking doing this to me because he embarrassed me in front of the group. Okay, I'm listening. Okay, so we are playing an adventure. Uh, It was not meant to be a one-off for me, but it wound up being a one-off. Well, not a one-off. I got to play in this uh, campaign twice, and then I wasn't able to play in it anymore because of adulting, but... uh, I was playing a cleric prince, and Jerry took this adventure and some of the main characters from a very popular world from D&D. Mm-hmm. He had the captain of this ship's daughter, who was about my age, hit on me and basically, you know, seduce me and have her way with me on board her father's ship. Yeah. I mean, where else are we going to do <clears throat> In the ocean? Hold it's on. Salty. Hold on. We're not there yet. We're not, we're not there yet. So we're on a ship that flies. Well, I'm not extremely familiar with all of the major characters from this universe. I've, I've known a few of them, Drizzt Warden, several of the others. Mm-hmm. This was not a name I was familiar with. And nobody else in the group knows. Like, Jerry's doing this with me through notes. Well, all of a sudden, we, we're up the next day. You know, we're, I think we're about, like, maybe a, the, that we get up that morning, that night, we're supposed to arrive at my character's father's kingdom. Well, all at once, uh, the daughter comes on deck and she kind of makes the googly eyes at me and I kind of smile and nod. And the father, unbeknownst to me, is watching this. He has suspicions. So the rest of the group make perception checks. One of the members of the group, uh, played by a friend of ours named Robbie, notices the googly eye exchange. Robbie looks at me. Robbie's character walks over to me and goes, what the fuck did you do last night? And I went, um, me and her hooked up. And he was like, you did what? And this draws the captain's attention. The captain proceeds (laughs) to knock me down, (laughs) rip my robe off, rip my shirt off, and dangle me over the side of a flying ship. I mean, what would you do if that was your daughter? I'm just saying. (laughs) <laughs> and then proceeds to leave me there mm-hmm. yeah. until we arrive at, or no, 
Not until we arrived there. He didn't want to cause a problem with my character's father. So I get pulled up when we're in eyesight of the city. And he pulls me up and proceeds to have words with me. So, uh, but getting knocked down, shirt ripped off, dumped, I mean, obviously not literally me, but just for, for an adventure's sake, I'm like, fuck you, Jerry. I can, uh, and then I went, fuck you, Robbie. I can either confirm nor deny these events that have happened. I plead the fifth. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> son of a bitch. Oh, come on. That's a good story, though. Oh, no. We're, we're not to the best part yet. Yeah. Then what does Robbie do? Do you remember what Robbie did? I do. He went to my father and told him what happened. Mm-hmm. And of course, my father being a king decides to pull me to the side and goes, son, what are you doing? You're a prince. You're going to marry a princess. You're not going to marry that common little whore. Says this in front of the captain. Yeah. Uh, needless to say, king and captain are about to go death, throw, throw down blows. Yep. Uh, it's about me, to get and da- me and daughter. Get in between them, separate it. We get them, get everybody calmed down. And, you know, eventually, uh, King has a talk with Captain's daughter. Captain has a talk with King's son. We smooth everything out. Everything's fine. Apparently, the relationship was supposed to get, like I said, I wound up having to drop out of the campaign because of real world circumstances. But, mm-hmm. yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know who was worse, you or Robbie. I'm going to go me because I was the one making the story out of this. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm going to take that one. I'll take that L. But it was a good story. I it, wish it could have been there for the rest of like it. it I said, like I said, like I said, looking back, it's a great story, and I enjoyed it. That night, when all this shit happened, I was like, this is fucking bullshit. Sorry, buddy. I still love you. But that's okay. Looking back, I could say it's a good story. Yeah. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Fuck Robbie, though. Fuck Robbie. Okay? Yeah. I wonder where he's at now. Imagine he's still hiding out in Montana. Yeah. Although the statute of limitations on most of the crimes he committed are probably up by now. Eh, who knows? Oh, boy. Anyways. Yes. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so this is going to be one of those what the fuck stories. I'm going to go ahead and preface it and let you know right now. <laughs> uh, so uh, my buddy Will uh, it runs a campaign uh, based loosely on the Sons of Anarchy television show, uh, where we all are barbarians. We belong to a barbarian horde, which is like a club. Um, where we do, you know, hood rat shit on a daily basis. Uh, we have uh, burned down a towns on a couple of different occasions, murdered innocents. Uh, Kenny murdered an old, crazy, homeless lady uh, who later turned up alive, which was like, blew my mind. But this particular story uh, is about the time that we had to rescue a, uh, a dwarven lord uh, who had been severely injured. So... Our story begins. There is uh, four of us uh, who have rescued this guy, and we find out that he's been severely wounded. He got shot with a crossbow bolt um, and has like a couple of pretty deep wounds. And so one of the other characters uh, says something about, we need to stop the bleeding. We need to cauterize his wounds. Now, my character uh, is a barbarian, and I play him as a pretty... Swing first, ask questions later kind of guy. He's a little dwarven fella. And I, anytime I do a, dwar- a dwarf, I always talk with a very awful Scottish accent. It's just what I do. So I look at everybody else. I'm like, oh, don't worry. I got this. Don't worry a thing. I've got this really. So I grab a torch and I heat up the end of my greatsword. And I'm like, I'm going to cauterize the front wound. So I make my medicine check and it was like a 23. And so, you know, tss, burn it, seal it up, 
good to go. All right, all right, flip him over. We got to do the back. So heat up the blade again, the other side. All right, press it to his back wound. Medicine check, 25 this time, even better. Like, he's on his way. Then he had been shot in the butt. So time to seal up that wound. All right, give me the torch. I got this. Heat up the blade. Medicine check. Nat one. <gasps> DM rolls to see what happens. I castrated him. <laughs> but the blade was hot, so there was no blood loss. <laughs> but he lost. Yeah, I cut off his balls. <laughs> so he, of course, passes out from the trauma. Everything's fine. Well, not everything's fine, but like everybody's cool. We're like, look at each other. Like, nobody talks about what happened here, okay? <laughs> we saved him. That's all that matters. So we take him to where he's supposed to be. We drop him off. Um, a couple of weeks went by in game. So after that couple of weeks, we end up going to his kingdom and we're going to meet him. And he hasn't seen us since this happened and he wasn't conscious when we dropped him off. So when he comes back, you know, we're meeting him and he goes, oh, I don't know what happened, but the most terrible thing happened. And I was like, oh, what is that? And Will, dead face, goes, they took me lucky charms. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I lost it. My character, I rolled, like, you know, Constitution to see, like, before, actually, no, I rolled uh, Deception to see if I could hold it in. No, failed. Started busting out laughing immediately. Still never confessed to what I actually did to him. <laughs> but, yeah, I saw that medicine check. Nailed it. Medicine check. Nailed it. Medicine check. And he has no testicles. So since that time, my character's been walking around. Like, anytime anybody's injured, like, don't worry. I'm a doctor. I got this. <laughs> We just have to call around the wound and resume like, no, you are not doing that ever again. <laughs> yeah. So that's where we find ourselves now. Well, that's. <laughs> but the wound is on his ass. <clears throat> I know. Look, it's not an exact science. It's called medical practice. Yeah. I practiced. It didn't work. Look, but I he's alive. It. Yeah, he's alive, isn't he? He's not going to worry about having any kids, but hey, he's alive. And that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah yeah that was a good one that was actually before we burned the town down to the second town okay <laughs> that's that's <laughs> i have no words i i i have I've, I've given all the words i have i have no words that, to give on that that's fine you can just go on with your second story buddy <laughs> okay now jerry was not here for this campaign uh this was a campaign i played while i was back in college with another group. Was that back in the 1800s? Ah, <laughs> you bastard. You ain't much younger than I me. I know that's the funny part. All right. Fucker. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. <clears throat> so, those of you that game, those of you that game D&D, you know, there is a better than average chance you're going to be playing with people of good alignment and people of an evil, al evil alignment in the same group. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, you know. Now, if you have a paladin, this can be problematic, but that's yeah. where you're supposed to role play. Yeah, and play a couple of people who have good alignments will play them as evil alignments. You don't have to point that out to them, and like, and but they won't care. You get those in a group too. So. Yeah. So, but the whole thing is, is you're supposed to be able to play groups of different alignments, and you're supposed to be able to role play working it out. It's, you're supposed to come to a mutual understanding. Look, I know what I am. I know what you are. Let's work together because look at that big fucking thing right there. Yeah. Uh, do you want to fight me or do you want to help me fight it? Yeah, the enemy okay. of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, so let's let's move on. So I'm playing a paladin, and we're going into an underground cavern area 
to take down uh, an evil. We don't know what the evil is, and I don't think we ever got there. No, we did. We did. I just had quit playing by that point. But this was a long-running adventure, and I joined right about the time, maybe a, a week of game play game time, not play time, game time. So like two adventures in, we're going, okay? So I'm playing a paladin, and we're going into the entrance, which is a very narrow entrance. You can only go one abreast, which mm -hmm. is, you know, you can't go two side by side. It's got to be single file into the tunnel. So we're going in. Uh, I don't know what, no, I know why we had set it up where the fighter who was a much higher level than me was at the front of the group and was an elf who had low light vision behind him was a, uh, dwarven ranger who had heat sight and used archery. Then we had, uh, spellcasters in the middle, a healer and a wizard. And towards the back of the group was towards the back of the group was myself and another wizard. Now. The wizard decided they wanted to be behind me. Now, I was going to argue the point, but then it was, well, we're going single file in. We know there's nothing behind us. Yeah. Sure, why not? I'll go in front of you. Makes sense. So I go in. Now, being a paladin, you have the ability to detect evil. So I start detecting evil. Just as a precaution, I do one final look behind me, and I do detect evil. Now, when you're a low-level paladin, you don't have a great range on detect evil. Nope. So I do detect evil every way, every, you know, I do the, you know, 45 degree angle, 45 degree angle, 45 degree angle, 45 degree angle to cover the whole, the whole viewing point, you know, effectively enough to make sure I do a 360 check. Sweep. Right. And you give yourself a general direction of which way the evil is. <clears throat> right. So I, I do every possible way I can do. And then I get to directly behind me. Detect evil goes off. Now I know there's nothing out there. I've only like just a minute or two. You know, it's a wide open grassy field as far as the eye can see. Mm -hmm. So I know in my range, there's nothing there. But I'm detecting evil, and there's only one thing I'm looking at. The wizard at the back of the group. Uh-huh. So immediately my, my look of caution turns to a look of discontent. The wizard immediately figures out what's happened. Like almost instantly, as soon as they see my face change, they know what's happened. The wizard looks at me and goes, look, I ain't going to fuck with you. Don't fuck with me. We got a goal here. Let's get it done. So I'm thinking, okay, we can settle this later. The wizard, the wizard looks at me and said, the guy playing the wizard looks at me and goes, indeed, we shall, paladin. I did not realize this was foreshadowing that the wizard had already come up with a plan. So we're adventuring. We're, we're, adventuring. we're going down. Uh, yeah, we come across a few, you know, und uh, skeletal skeleton encounters. We come across a few, you know, goblins, some, you know, whatever. We come across a different, few different encounters. We're fine. Then we get to this one fight, and we see some people who have been captured. Now, they're not part of the job. We're supposed to go down and clear the evil, but there are people who have been captured by goblins. The goblins have them tied up. They have been severely beaten. You know. Now, me being a paladin, what do you think my, immediately, my immediate thought was to do? We have to rescue them. Exactly. Uh, a couple of people in the group agreed with me. The wizard did not. Now, perception checks... No one realizes there's a way across the chasm to where they're at because it's like uh, where we're at, there's an expanse, and then there's the other side of this uh, mountainous looking area where this uh, very large protrusion of rock is where the people have been tied up and the goblins are at. Mm -hmm. I make the perception check and see, oh, there's actually a thin, you know, uh, rock formation going across. So I immediately bolt for the rock formation to get across. 
and I go across and a couple of the members of the group go, fuck, let's do this. Wizard from behind me goes, oh no, fuck, we're not. Transmute rock to mud. Fortunately, I made it across. Now, I got my ass handed to me, but I won. I got the people freed. That's a total dick move. <laughs> Ew, it's, it's about to get worse. Wizard tells the rest of the group, don't worry, I'll handle it. Go on. Because they wait to see what happens. And a couple of them fire shots over to help me. The wizard did not throw one spell to help me. Surprise, surprise. He's just standing back there watching. And the rest of the group goes, okay, we gotta, let's see how much rope we have. The wizard goes, look, I trapped him over there. I'll handle it. I'll, get, I'll, I'll take care of him. Just go on. I got this. Everybody's like, okay, cool. Because this guy's kind of like the unofficial leader of the group. Mm -hmm. So the rest of them go. He waits till they're all out of sight. He says, how big is the, he asked the DM, how big is the expanse? He kind of draws it out and he kind of measures it. He goes, okay, it's X amount of feet. He, he starts writing down on a piece of paper. I'm thinking, you know, I know that you can use the spell transmute rock to mud or transmute mud to rock. You could actually reshape formations and actually make walkways. Mm -hmm. You can do this. So I'm thinking that's what he's going to do. Huh? He goes, I got two more charges of transmute rock to mud I can use. He's like, okay. He goes, half of the area of the Aeon, they're on. Transmute rock to mud, drop it. What? <laughs> Holy shit. He looks at the DM. He goes, second, transmute rock to mud, drop it. Wow. And the DM looks at him and he goes, really? He goes, I'm not fucking dealing with that paladin when I get done with this shit. Fuck him. Die. And I looked across the table. Now, folks, dick moves happen in D&D. They do. Dick moves happen. It happens. You're not supposed to take it personal. You're supposed to be like, okay, you're playing your character, but you're still being a bit of a dick. Yeah. You know? No, this was, you needed the extra help. You just got rid of your help just to save your character's ass and just to not have a problem down the road, which may not have even been a problem. Uh -huh. But you just, you know, fuck it. I see you as a potential problem. Fuck you. Kill your character. Kill your character. Now, due to this, because of the situation we were in, the DM told me it's going to be a couple of hours before I can get you back into the game legitimately storyline-wise without just zapping you in. And I really kind of don't want to do that because there's something coming up. So me being the decent person I am, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Fine. I'll go. I'll just go sit outside for a little while. So I'm sitting up there smoking, fuming, fuming. I am pissed. Well, rightfully so. You know, because at the time I'm in college, I'm working, you know, I don't get much time to play. And this fucking dick just took three hours of my playtime from me because he wanted to be a dick. Yeah. Now that might not be a funny story. I mean, some of you are probably laughing. I mean, looking back, I can laugh at it because it's like, holy fuck, you did that? Yeah, he did. It's like, wow, that took a dark turn. Well, we saved the villagers. Oh, die, 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 die. <laughs> yeah, I'm not dealing with getting you back out of here. Yeah, I could have made the bridge back, but I'm just not going to do that. <laughs> it's a pretty dick move. Not going to lie. Yeah. It's pretty messed up. Looking back, I can laugh. Well, yeah, it's always, like I said, hindsight's twenty twenty. You can always look back at a story that really pissed you off and go, oh, yeah, that was funny. That was good. I enjoyed that. Crystal watercolor memories of the way we were. Yes. Memories like the corners of my mind. So uh, my final story for the day uh, by popular demand um, is the story of Christina and the sailors at the end. Uh, we were doing uh, a module. Now, full disclosure, I'm not a big fan of uh, modules like pre-done stories. I prefer to make my own. It's just kind of my thing. I like homebrew stories where I can have my own fun with it. But... Uh, when I first started playing with this new group, uh, they were in the middle of playing Horde of the Dragon Queen. 
Uh, we never got to finish it. I really, really wanted to finish it. So I bought the books and this companion piece, Rise of Tiamat, which is a fantastic story, by the way. I highly recommend it. And so we set out to do on this adventure. Now, there's a particular part of the story. So there's a part of the story where you end up coming to where you end up, there's a uh, dragon that attacks the town that you're staying in right now. Um, ends up like tearing the front part of the inn off. All these uh, cult of the dragon members come in. It's a big, huge knockdown drag out fight. Uh, the party was, you know, blasted. They were, you know, hurt. They were damaged. Um, and so when the battle was over, of course, what do you do at any point like that? You retire to the end and you consume a lot of alcohol. Mas, mas cervezas, por favor. Si, mucho cervezas. So they're sitting around a table. They're drinking. And uh, anytime anybody's drinking, you have them make con checks. See how you're doing with the alcohol. Mm-hmm. So uh, Will's character, Edward. Uh, rolls his uh, con check, immediately fails. He's sloshed. Uh, so he grabs a barmaid and retires to a room upstairs. And this is like early in the evening, so the rest of the players are still downstairs, you know, drinking, relaxing. Uh, so the unmistakable sounds of cheeks clapping uh, starts echoing downstairs. Uh, <laughs> as it's all fun and games until you hear the cheeks clapping. Then it's just even more fun and games that you get to tell story about stories about later. Exactly, it's fun. So, uh, you know, uh, he's he's beating the brakes off it upstairs, doing his thing. And so the other characters, uh, Kenny's character, um, he decides that he is going to find him a little lady to settle down with for the night as well. Uh, so this is a little bit later on. So he gets him a woman, and uh, he retires to his room. Well, now the only two characters left are uh, Britt's character uh, and Christina's character. Now, both of these players, very straight-laced, okay? Uh, not usually... Doing that kind of thing, <laughs> but they decide that you know what, let's have a little fun. Everybody else is having fun, we'll have fun too. We're like, okay, cool. So, I set the scene, I tell them who's in there, uh, and this is in the town of Waterdeep. So, there's obviously Waterdeep is a, a fishing community, so there are ships and everything. So, they go and they find a uh, table full of five longshoremen and they sit down. <laughs> I've heard this story, you're gonna love this. <laughs> so so they sit down uh, to have a little, you know, chit-chat over a few drinks. And the guys have been there drinking all afternoon. They just got in off the ship. You know, it was a long week. And so uh, the subject of what to do when the evening comes to an end comes along. And so Britt and Christina's character, like, having a little tete-a-tete. They're talking back and forth. And they're like, okay, well, um, you know, let's just, you know, pick one. We'll take them upstairs. We'll, we'll enjoy the rest of our evening. And so I had um, Christina's character make a con check to see how she was doing with her alcohol. And she didn't do too well. So she was becoming inebriated. So Christina decided that while her character was drunk, uh, she wasn't going to take one sailor. She was going to take them all. (laughs) So in the the most epic line in all of D&D history, she finishes her ale. She slams the mug on the table, stands up and says to all the gentlemen at the table, all ashore that's coming ashore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, it gets better. <laughs> no joke, no joke needed there, folks. No, none. None. So they're all five heading upstairs. And so Britt's character's like, well, you know what? She makes her con check. She kind of fails a little bit. She goes, you know what? Fuck it. I'm joining them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. She goes, wait. 
But there was that one cute barmaid from earlier. So she walks over to her, makes a persuasion check. Boom. She's in, too. <laughs> so now we have five sailors, two player characters, one NPC, all upstairs in a single room. And they're just, it's orgy time, folks. They're just, they're all over each other. <laughs> Here we go, folks. The debacle that led to debauchery. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. So then it ends up uh, where the, the two characters, you know, who are playing the characters talking about, well, do you think like our characters would ever like have sex with each other? And they're like, I don't think so. I mean, but we are pretty drunk and we're in the middle of an orgy, so it might happen. So they do an even odd. They end up having sex with each other. <laughs> so it's like, it's, a, it's an all night orgy fest. The best part of the story is the next morning. Wait for it, folks. Everybody wakes up. Uh, Edward retired first, so he comes downstairs. Uh, Kenny's character was second. He comes downstairs. Then from the same room, the two ladies come downstairs, followed by the five longshoremen. The barmaid had already left. She had to work the next day, so she snuck out in the middle of the night. They all come downstairs to everybody in the bar staring at them as they make their walk of shame back down to the tavern floor. And they both sit down at the table, and Christina and Britt look at each other and go, we never speak of this ever again. And they did it. But somehow, uh, through a little DM trickery, yeah, the rest of the group found out about it. And so it became a running joke throughout the whole campaign. Every tavern they would stop at, like, I don't see a boatload of fishermen anywhere in here, Christina. What are you doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the... All the shore is coming ashore. It was just, it was fantastic. You cannot make this stuff up, folks. It was amazing. Best line ever. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it. That's <coughs> like a sore Peter. That's tough to beat, folks. Yeah, it really is. You got to use a lot of lube. <laughs> sore Peter. <laughs> and you said you're not the clever one. Look at that. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> like a sore Peter, that's tough to beat. Yeah, that might be another shirt. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we can get away with that one, though, but let's see what happens. So well, far, we've we dodged do the censors. We could do like a Peter Griffin looking like character. Not Peter Griffin, but the character yeah, that looks like. Yeah, don't want that copyright nightmare. Yeah, that's true. Maybe we could do like Peter Parker. Uh, copyright. Picture Tom Holland wouldn't be. People could infer that he was Peter Parker. We didn't specifically say he was Peter Parker. Eh, we'll worry about it later. Eh, maybe Here's... it won't be. Maybe it won't be merch. Who knows? Oh, well, we'll figure something out. Your final tale, my friend? Oh, boy. Uh, honestly, folks, I'm not sure if you're going to enjoy this one or not. Because I'm kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel because I have forgotten a lot of adventures. And I'm sure Jerry's the same way as I am. Yeah, when you reach our level of um, age and alcohol consumption and former you know, marijuana use. Uh, a lot of stuff just starts slipping through the cracks. Yeah. So yeah, it gets lost in the wind. So uh, this tale right here, uh, this is actually one of the first D&D adventures I got to play. Now, I'm just playing a dwarven fighter. Just good a dwarven class. fighter. Good class, good race, good combo. Yeah. So yeah, just kiss it. Keep it simple, stupid. Mm -hmm. Yep. Ain't broke. Don't fix it. So uh, now everybody else in the group is playing human elf, human elf, human elf. That's the rest of the group. That's usually I think, how it goes. I think it's three humans, two elves. But three humans, two elves, and a dwarf walking to a bar. I've heard I, this joke before. <laughs> oh, but the joke is on me. Yeah. He uh, said, wreck him, damn near killed him. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> uh, 
the dwarf was fun-sized. Anyways. Ah. <laughs> you can't use that word. It's not a nice word. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. No. <laughs> but, um, so, anyways. Uh, now, the one of the humans is playing a fighter, but he, he's kind of like low strength, low toughness. Bad rolls. Okay. Stats. All right. But he chose to be fighter. Well, simple class, I guess. Well, I mean, he looked at it and mathematically, like nothing else was going to be great. But he figured if he got the right kind of bonuses and feats, he could make a fighter that might do something. Okay, fair enough. So the elves. Elves are naturally, you know, light, you know, very uh, uh, compact uh-huh. for st- for uh, size-wise. Yep. You know, you don't see a big, beefy, you know, uh, Brock Lesnar or Arnold Schwarzenegger-looking elf walking around. No, you don't, but that'd no. be cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but anyways, so my dwarf is a stocky, healthy-ass dwarf. <laughs> course i'm the heaviest in the group wow i mean i guess it makes sense if all the other ones are elves and people usually when they make a human are like oh he's only 140 pounds a, a stiff breeze will blow him away but okay <laughs> your strength is 18 your toughness is 17 your dex is 16 you should be built like arnold yeah you but should be a brick shit house but, but you're, you're a plastic outhouse but you're 140 pounds right yeah. anyways so everybody you know is like under 200 pounds i'm like 213 is what i put myself as oh you're a big boy so I'm a pretty stocky fucking dwarf. And then we walk into a dungeon. The dungeon master has preset the dungeon. Like he's got the hexagonal map laid out. He's got everything drawn. Oh, nice. Like he, he had his shit ready. Well, I'm new to this. So I'm looking at the hexagonal map. I'm like, oh, that's cool. What's that? He's like, I can't tell you. What's that? I can't tell you. What's that? I can't tell you. Okay. I mean, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm not trying to be annoying. You're I'm just, curious. I'm, I'm new. Yeah. You know? So we go through the map. Now, there's this one square. There's several squares that are marked throughout this hallway. Now, everybody in the group is walking across them because they're in the same boat I am. They don't know what it is, but they know it's something. I don't. So we're walking down, and everybody's just like, well, fuck it. We're going to walk over it. We walk over that square. So as we all walk over the square, he's like grabbing character sheets. You walk over this square. You're fine. You walk over this square. You're fine. I walk over the square. Uh, Make me a dex check. (laughs) So I immediately stop. Why do I have to make a dex check? He goes, just make a dex check. I rolled one. Oof. He says, make a con check. Made the con check. Rolled a two. A little bit better. A little bit better. Then he said, make a strength check. Even with my bonuses, I still only rolled a two. Oof. So. You burned that dice, right? <laughs> oh, that, that dice was, that dice met my good friend, uh, Stanley Hammer. Ah, uh, he should. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so, uh, he explains to me what has happened. And the rest of the group is like, told what happens to me. He asked them to make their con checks. They all fail their con checks. He explains to us all what has happened. The only way one of them would have had to have chance to have saved me was because they would have had to have not gotten sick from the sight of a spike going through my back out of my stomach and pushing out my intestines. Oof. So he had everyone make a con check because that was the only way you were going to save me was to pull me out. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna say everybody's puking their guts out in the corner. Uh, no, they're puking their guts out on me. Oh, like they look in the hole and they're so I'm dying and getting puked on. (laughs) Oh my god! And let me guess, it's because you were plus two hundred pounds. You triggered the trap, right? Yeah, fat shamed in D and D. Damn it! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Now, this is one of my first experiences. I just, I'm sorry. I had this picture in my head of the door. It's like, uh, if you could just reach down here. Blah, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I want to help you, but blah, oh, my God. You pretty much got it. It's just raining puke on you. 
<laughs> oh my god. Oh god, that's awful. That is, it's not. It's not. It is a funny story, but at the same time, that's it's like an old fuck story. That image in my head, just like it's okay. Just if you'll reach down and grab my hand, will you please stop puking on me? I'm dying. Please, God, just stop throwing up. The only thing I will give the DM is, and the DM is like his eyes are getting bigger with every roll. <laughs> Like I rolled the one on the dex check. He was like, "Okay, well he's well he's not gonna fuck up the con check. Oh, he fucked the con check. Maybe he can make the strength check. No way he screws the strength check. Oh. So then he's like, "Okay, everybody in the group make a con check. One, two, one, three, two, one. Oh, that was just not meant, man. <laughs> like that's the worst luck ever. <laughs> and then the puke icing on the cake. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Puke icing on—that's good. Yeah. The puke icing on the puke cake. Puke icing on the it cake. Fit, it fits. It, it does. fits. Oh god! And then they finally drag you up. You just cover. Oh oh no 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 no! Because everybody failed, I died. Oh. Now he did make it right. He had a deity come in and bring me out, clean me up. At which point, my dwarf hated the group. Well, yeah, obviously. And the rest of the group is the rest of the time. The group is like, okay, okay, uh, is the dwarf okay? <laughs> Any anytime something happened, a trap got set off. We get done with a fight. Where's the dwarf? Where's the dwarf? Is the dwarf okay? Where's he at? The dwarf's just standing over in the corner, cleaning his axe, looking at everybody. Yeah, checking the hole in the ground. But can you imagine, like, if the DM had left you there, the next group of adventurers to come through finds the hole with you? Oh my God, what happened here? <laughs> what is that all over him? Oh my Blah! God! Is, and they throw up on you too. Oh my, oh my God, is that is that Pete? Oh my God, that's Pete. Oh, <laughs> Just a skeleton that is decayed due to stomach acid and body. Yeah, and just eventually, like, there's so much vomit that, like, an evil deity reanimates you as, like, a puke zombie. You're just a skeleton covered in vomit storming the dungeon for all time. <laughs> Ooh, I'm adding that to my next game. <laughs> you guys come stumble across an empty hole in the floor. What appears to be a dwarf was left in there. So, yeah, folks, needless to say... <laughs> Puke zombie has a nice ring to it. It does. It's, it sounds like something that coming to a D and D campaign near you. Yeah. Let us know when you do it. We'd love to hear about it. <laughs> Feel free to use that, folks. Yes. Well, folks, that is going to do it for us this week. This has been our second iteration of D and D story time. We hope you enjoyed it. It may not have been some of my stories may not have been as good as the first stories, but I hope you enjoyed them. Oh man, no. I mean, well, we've got a lot of stories to go through eventually if we can remember them all. Yeah. And there's always new stories to be made. Yep, that's true. But make sure you join us next week where, folks, we're going to be having a fun one. Folks, just to give give you a little teaser, I want you to remember back, those of you who are old enough or those of you who like to research this type of stuff, the movie from the late 1980s, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Yes, which critics pan, but as a kid, I thoroughly enjoyed. Mm -hmm. And then I want you to think back to the 90s X-Men movie franchise. Yes. Which was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, worked. Yeah. We are going to be recasting five characters from both He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and the X-Men franchise. And we're, what we're going to do is we're going to we're we're going to pick any actor, living or dead, who we think would have been fantastic in that role, even if they weren't alive at the time of the movie. This is going to be our dream cast, right, for the film. We're going to pick those five roles and. We're going to have a very special, very knowledgeable guest joining us for next week's episode. So you won't want to miss out on that, folks. And trust me, this one's going to be good. It's going to be a fun one. Oh, it's going to be great. But, folks, that's our episode. Indeed. And 
Until we see you next time, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Nerd to Knowledge. I'm James. And I am Jerry. And we are, we are first, first picked for podcast, podcast and last picked in Dodgeball. We'll catch you next time. Indeed we will. <laughs>